Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Justin, how much Fox News do you watch? I keep tabs on the network. I watch it quite a bit of the time. Justin Peters is Slate's television guinea pig. Did you start watching for Slate, like as an assignment? Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I blame Slate for putting me in this place. Uh, it was back in 2017, I think, where they had me watch Nothing But Fox for three straight weeks. Uh, it almost broke my brain. I recovered after a while. But that was my first sort of straight through 24-7, wake up, turn on Fox, go to bed, turn off Fox, dream about Neil Cavuto, which is weird, and, you know, wake up and do it all again for three straight weeks. Justin's done this kind of thing before. One time, Slate had him watch every Super Bowl that had ever been played in a single month. I've hated football ever since, and I love football. <laughs> But Justin keeps coming back to Fox. He's watched hundreds of hours at this point. I confess to having a guilty pleasure watch in the show The Five, which airs at 5 p.m. It has five people on it. They sometimes discuss as many as five topics per show. Hunter Biden giving his side of the story for the first time in a new interview just hours before his dad takes center stage at tonight's Democratic debate. I'm not sure where it got its name, but um, it's, it's an entertaining show. It's got this sort of great Fox mix of very stupid people, very uh, funny people, very put upon left wing commentators. I could watch it all day. It gets my blood pressure boiling. And how did Sleepy Joe not know about the foreign influence through his son? And she didn't get to that. At least it's a lively panel show. It's the best panel show that's on Fox. Sounds like you almost look forward to it. Yeah, I, I do. It it cuts the doldrums. Um, the panel shows they have during the day are just completely dire. The opinion shows they have starting at six and, you know, seven are, you know, they're just toxic. But the five is fun. It's toxic, but it's fun toxic. It's like smoking. I thought his defensiveness was so palpable. I thought he came across entitled, frustrated. He, he felt they say the same thing over and over again to the point where uh, it's hard not to start to believe it. I will even, you know, confess to sometimes watching Fox News for 12 hours a day and starting to think, yeah, they might have something. To just point out how intertwined Hunter Biden is with the Chinese state. You know, his attorney came out the other day and said, well, he's stepping uh, You know, maybe uh, Adam Schiff. Yeah, and then I'll wait, 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 wait. Go, go to sleep. Go have a beer. Go out in the world. Watch sports or something. There's more than one channel. Since the impeachment inquiry launched, Justin's been watching Fox News even more closely. And watching them now, you're starting to get a sense of what their playbook is going to be. 
mm. accuse your opponent of everything that you may be guilty of yourself, uh, bang the drum about liberal hypocrisy, and speak very rapidly so that no one can get a word in edgewise. <laughs> Today on the show, is impeachment changing the messaging at Fox News at all? Justin's watched hour after hour of one of the president's favorite news sources. He's here to tell us what he found. I'm Mary Harris. You're listening to What Next. Stick with us. This episode is brought to you by Discover. When it comes to your finances, Discover wants you to know they are the credit card that is always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We are talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When Justin talks about Fox News, he's got a sense of humor, but he knows that the network isn't a monolith either. Their opinion shows and then there are the reporters in the newsroom. Fake is when it's wrong, Mr. President, not when it's unpleasant. Just like just a few weeks back, one of Fox's daytime anchors, Neil Cavuto, got on air and actually took the president to task for criticizing Fox's newsroom. Hard as it is to fathom, Mr. President, just because you're the leader of the free world doesn't entitle you to a free pass. I think that that has always sort of been the case on the network, that it has never really been one uniform note. It skews conservative sort of across the board, but from hour to hour, there have always been certain hosts, correspondents, and recurring personalities who have been free to express opinions that are sort of opposite to what the primetime opinion hosts might be saying. And that's not something new. I mean, Cavuto has been doing this periodically ever since Trump entered the race. Chris Wallace has been doing this ever since Trump came into the scene. Uh, the dear departed Shepard Smith made a you know cottage industry of saying this. But there is tension between the news anchors and their colleagues who host opinion-oriented shows. An impeachment has brought that tension to a head. Our reporting begins with President Trump defending a phone call he had with the Ukrainian president about his political rival, Joe Biden. The president Just last month, after Nancy Pelosi announced her inquiry into Donald Trump, you could see this tension more clearly than ever. It started on Shep Smith's show. He starts laying out exactly what the president is said to have done and sort of makes clear that, you know, this is not normal behavior. The real issue here is the phone call, the claim that the president pressured a foreign leader to investigate a political rival and the failure to pass the whistleblower complaint to Congress. Now, And then he brings on his favorite legal commentator, Fox News senior judicial analyst Andrew Napolitano. And Napolitano says sort of point blank that, yes, you know, there is evidence that a crime was committed. It is a crime for the president to solicit aid for his campaign from a foreign government. So that would be what the, that to which the president has admitted is in and of itself a crime. Yes, this is the same crime for which the Trump. 
Cut to later that night where Tucker Carlson takes the air and there's no love lost between Tucker and Chef Smith. <laughs> now, un- unlike maybe some dayside hosts, I'm not very partisan and it was a sincere question. Is it a crime or not? Carlson brings on his own judicial analyst, Joe DeGeneva, who (laughs) (laughs) since then, allegedly, he and his wife, Victoria Tunsing, who they have a firm together, were working with Giuliani to make stuff happen in the Ukraine. Anyway, that wasn't... So a nonpartisan actor is what you're telling me. Yeah, very, very nonpartisan actor. Just, you know, a guy, you know, just a standard run-of-the-mill lawyer who flat out calls Andrew Napolitano a fool. Well, I think Judge Napolitano is a fool. And I think what he said today is foolish. No, it is not a crime. Let me underscore emphatically. Cut to next afternoon where Shep has Andrew Napolitano back on the air and looks directly in the camera and says that what happened on Carlson's program was repugnant. Attacking our colleague who's here to offer legal assessments on our air, in our work home, is repugnant. And then Smith and Napolitano just sort of double down on their initial analysis of the situation. Yeah, they do it again. They do it again. They do it again. (laughs) They seem to love the drama. Oh, it's great. I mean, look, for, uh, you know, basic cable, it doesn't get any better. than this. And there's some reporting that the bosses at Fox News basically told Shep Smith to cut it out. Yeah, uh, Gabe Sherman at uh, Vanity Fair reported that the reason why this contretemps did not continue uh, the next day was that the Fox News brass told Shep Smith to stand down, to stop pursuing this feud. Now, Fox News officially denies that any such conversation took place. Uh, regardless, what happened is that the next day, you know, Chef's program was toothless. Napolitano was nowhere to be found. He did not pursue the vendetta. Carlson, likewise, did not uh, continue. And then two weeks later, uh, Shepard Smith submits his shocking resignation after 23 years of the network. So recently, I asked the company to allow me to leave Fox News. After requesting that I stay, they obliged. Under our agreement, I won't be reporting Can we talk a little bit about why this was a big deal? I mean, other people have left Fox News and kind of, you know, set the place on fire on the way out. I guess not really because it's still there, but you know what I mean? Like they've you have a guy named Carl Cameron, who was a reporter who became a critic as soon as he left. You have a number of women leaving like Gretchen Carlson alleging sexual harassment. How is Shep Smith leaving different? Uh, for one thing, he he's a Fox News original. He was there from the day they signed on in 1996. And since the day that he signed on and they signed on, he has been the avatar for um, sort of responsible, down-the-middle journalism, this sort of journalism without bias that Fox News has always claimed to provide has been apotheosized in Shep Smith since 1996. And even as the networks continued to sort of like veer more and more to the right and to drop 
any sort of like pretense, at least in its opinion programs of objectivity or sort of fealty to any objective truth that does not exist in some sort of closed epistemic system with the only inputs being Breitbart and website comment sections. He was the guy whom the network and the rest of the world could point to and say, well, at least I've got Shep. At least Shep is, you know, calling it like it is. He is delivering the news in a manner that would not have been out of place in a, you know, primetime network uh, broadcast. I heard some people put it differently and they said Shep Smith gave Fox News cover. I mean, yeah, he did that. I've said as much myself in my writings on this. Nevertheless, you know, he still had an hour each day to deliver a real newscast. And that's not sort of happening anymore. And like you could see for the duration of the Trump era, Shep rose to the challenge of consistently trying to throw cold water on all of the sort of hot conspiratorial takes that Trump um, tweeted about or rambled about and the uh, opinion hosts uh, picked up those balls and ran with them. Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, the merry band of Fox and Friends are Trump's chorus, right? They are there to take the melody that he, that, that Trump sings and sort of add, you know, harmony to it to sort of like raise it, to amplify it. Um, to be his um, his heroes and champions for people watching at home who want to believe that they didn't make a bad decision by electing him in 2016. I mean, this weekend there was reporting that Fox News anchors were strategizing in some way, telling advertisers about Trump, you know, he's not our boss, sort of giving that Neil Cavuto line just to the advertisers themselves. Do you see that as a change? I mean, it made me think maybe it's the advertisers who are the real deciders here. Yeah, well, the advertisers were the ones who got Bill O'Reilly off the air. Fox News would have stood behind O'Reilly had O'Reilly's advertisers stood behind O'Reilly. And when they didn't, you know, so long, Bill. Um, And there have been these sort of intermittent campaigns to get people to pull their ads from Hannity from Tucker Carlson, uh, what have you. Uh, I saw this graph of Tucker Carlson's advertisers, and it did really show that they kind of plummeted at the beginning of this year, and they haven't recovered to their full strength. But of course, no one's talking about Tucker Carlson going off the air. Well, and even if he does go off the air, there's someone to replace him who will be worse. Tucker Carlson replaced O'Reilly, And there have certainly been times over like this past year and a half, two years, when I would be like, gosh, I never thought that I would consider Bill O'Reilly to be the acceptable alternative here. Uh, But you sort of feel like O'Reilly might not have been so easily suborned uh, as Tucker Carlson has been over um, the past couple years that he's been on primetime. And if they lose... Uh, If they lose Carlson, someone else will step in. The faces may change, but the sentiment will always remain the same. It sounds like you're pretty convinced Fox News isn't going to shapeshift in any way, which is interesting because I have read some reporting saying that 
the network is planning for Donald Trump's departure. Do you disagree? I will believe um, that there is going to be some great sort of shift in Fox when I see a great shift in Fox. And I do not expect to see it because the Murdochs like money and they print money with Fox News. And there is no compelling reason to transform the network's editorial priorities. They do not care about what is happening to America. They do not care about the erosion of any norms that might exist. I will believe that they are constructing some sort of hedge against the implosion of Donald Trump. They would be uh, silly not to. They're good business people. There is no superhero waiting in the wings. Fox News is not going to transform into um, some, you know, network filled with uh, Chef Smiths and Neil Cavuto's. The good guys are not going to win. And if you wait around thinking that they are, you clearly haven't spent hundreds of hours watching Fox News. Thanks, Justin. Sorry, Mary. Better, <laughs> better news for you. Justin Peters writes for Slate. And that's the show. If you want to check out Justin's Ode to Shep Smith, go on over to Slate.com. It is right there. This show is produced by Mary Wilson, Jason DeLeon, Danielle Hewitt, and Mara Silvers. I am Mary Harris. I will catch you tomorrow. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.